Hello and welcome to FSU Conversation, where we highlight FSU's School of Communication, its students, alumni, and the happening in the industry. I'm your host, Mary Sylvia Hennett, and I'm a graduate student majoring in Media Communication Studies and a Director's Ambassador for the School of Communications. On this episode of FSU Conversation, we have two amazing guests joining us today. We have Cassie Nicolace and Victoria Carlton. Both of these ladies have put in the time and effort into creating their own agencies and we could not be any more excited to have them on the show today. Thank you both for taking the time to join us. Of course. Thank you, Mary Sylvia, for having us on this morning. Ditto. Thank you. <laughs> we also have a surprise guest today with us, the one and only director of the school, Dr. Patrick Merle. Yay! Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. So we can go ahead and kind of jump into the questions. I'll start with the first one, whoever wants to go first, but can you tell me a little bit about both of your agencies and when and how did you go about founding them? Yeah, so my agency um, is called Be in Bloom. I founded it in the summer of 2021, just after graduation when all the hectic stuff was happening with layoffs in the advertising industry. Um, working from home was the norm. so just kind of took the leap and did it. Um, But we're a marketing agency based in Tallahassee. Our clients are all over the country. Um, Have an awesome team of two. And we do anything from social media content creation to analytics and measurement to design and branding. That's awesome. And I'm Victoria Carlton, the founder of Carlton Creative. I started as a freelancer these past two years, and I finally decided to take the plunge and start my own business in January of 2022. We launched then, and we have three full-time people on staff, three amazing interns from FSU uh, Communication School, of course. And we have so many clients who are rapidly growing. That's what really pushed me to launch our business so we could create a great team um, and a great environment to keep people and keep projects moving along. That's awesome. So I know, Cassie, you're currently in Tallahassee. Where are you currently located or where's your like office, Victoria? I would describe my company is completely remote. So I'm currently in Toledo, Ohio, but I do a lot of traveling and so do the people on my team. Awesome. Cool. So we'll go to the next one. Who would you say you are as a leader when it comes to your business? Would you say you are more of the enthusiastic go-getter boss? Would you say you are more of the mean boss, kind of a mix of both? Yeah. So I, I would not say, hopefully not mean boss, <laughs> um, but I, I try to be as supportive and understanding and encouraging as I can um, in any situation. I think within my team, it's definitely been a big learning experience, how to, how to be that, but also prioritize getting really great work done for my clients too at a, at a high quality. So I would say that we, we kind of just push each other to be our best selves and to hold ourselves accountable while also understanding like we're all humans. We want to have a good environment in the workplace and have a balance too. Yeah. That's who I would say I am or try to be as a boss. Good answer. You're an amazing boss. I can attest <laughs> to that firsthand when I worked with you, Cassie. 
I would definitely describe me as the fun boss. So when I founded Carlton Creative, I want, really wanted this to be a lifestyle that somebody um, would be really happy with and really want to stick around so we can keep amazing people on the team. But of course, that only goes as far as how well we're doing. So I'm definitely very happy, all sunshine and rainbows. But if something wrong is going down, I definitely nip that in the butt as soon as possible and get the team all on the same page again so we can rally and accomplish our goals. I can also vouch for how awesome of a boss Victoria is. We work together and yeah, she's, she's wonderful to just have in your circle. I found that if you just really care deeply about each person on your team and you make it more um, about them instead of just doing one job, my job is really to push people to do better, um, learn more, and continuously provide a better work at the end of the day. Um, and I want to connect with them and I want them to know that it's okay to educate yourself. And if you don't know how to do something, come to me and let's learn about it together or let's talk about it and help you get better at that. To, to follow up, if, if I may, what influence you both as you tackle that adventure? I mean, obviously, you've had a wealth of experience already in uh, so few years. And here you are describing your leadership style. You have a similar profile in many ways. But what, what motivates you? What influences you, really? So I would say the biggest thing, especially with FSU when I was in the School of Communication, is having a mentor. And one of my mentors was Dr. Merle. He really influenced me to be who I am today, um, to be a better leader. Another thing that influenced me was maybe not so great of experiences. So when I was in college and having bosses that maybe didn't care so personally about me or my life or just were all about getting that outcome and didn't care what happened along the way, whether you got stepped on or not. And I didn't like the way that I was being treated or my coworkers were being treated. So that really pushed me to say, okay, how can I treat everybody with respect and motivate them to do the work that needs to get done? That's, that's a big one for me too. Just thinking about how I would want to be treated in past roles that I was in that maybe didn't hit my expectations how I had hoped they would. Or maybe, I mean, everyone just has different leadership styles. So just learning from old bosses and I would say bringing it back to my experience at FSU, um, working with Arrowhead, which is the school's competitive advertising team, having the opportunity to be their assistant advisor for the past two years, definitely fed into who I am as a leader today. There were a lot of times where it was it was stressful and we needed to get things done. So you did have to kind of be assertive and think about what's needed for the client and what's needed for the campaign and the timelines we were working on. So I learned to do that, but to also do it in a respectful way and in a way that was more motivating than dropping the hammer on someone and, and being harsh about it. Definitely. Those are both really great answers. So kind of leading into the next question, because I know you said Dr. Merle um, was definitely a big influence. What would you say or who would you say inspired you to create your own agency? I would say um, for me, it was it was really in the moment that I made the decision. And it wasn't just a moment I made a decision. There was a lot of back and forth in my mind for a period of time. But there were a lot of factors that empowered me to know that I could do it. And I think that was the biggest thing. Just I knew in my mind I had the skills and I had 
the experience, but just having people that I respected and that knew me well around me, such as Dr. Merle, such as um, an awesome client that I've been working with for a few years throughout college who told me, Cassie, like what you do is really valuable to me. And I think that you should start your own business and, and offer this to other other people too. Just hearing that kind of encouragement from people in my academic and professional spheres, but also my friends and family. And that was that was big too, because those are the people that really do know me the most. And they with conviction knew that I could do it and be successful. So yeah, that was all very inspiring to me. And for Carlton Creative, it was definitely all about growth. So like I mentioned earlier, I started as a freelancer and things just started to spiral from there, went from one client and we really had a snowball effect. And I got to the point where it couldn't just be me anymore. And so that's when I started working with interns. And then again, growing tremendously and it couldn't just be me directing interns anymore. We needed more people at a higher level. So everybody that I know, clients, mentors, family, and friends kept pushing me and saying, if you want to take it to the next level, this is really the direction you should consider going in and founding your own communications firm. And so that growth really was what drove me to doing this. But another huge factor was I really just wanted to provide this lifestyle for other people. Again, like I said earlier, I work completely remotely, which is something that I love. I did that before COVID and I'm still doing it. COVID just made it popular. And so with the um, interns and everybody else on the team, they really appreciate that. And it's kind of hard to work a nine to five sometimes. And that's what a lot of traditional jobs are. I mean, things come up with your family, with your friends and your personal life. And sometimes you maybe you're not available to work until two o'clock in the afternoon. And that's when you need to stop. And that was the biggest thing for me is being able to share this with other people and show them that it's a possibility that you don't have to be chained to a desk. Yeah. So I know you said that you had to grow, whereas like Cassie, you were going back and forth before even starting it. Would you guys say that was a really big or like scary leap of faith to take when starting your own agencies (laughs) or what was going through your mind when it was happening? It definitely wasn't wasn't comfortable or chill at all for me. Um, It was a really big leap because for me, I I was at the point where I I had a lot of choices. Like I could go completely corporate world. I could work kind of in-house with a client on their marketing team, or I could do this, which doesn't guarantee me any particular income or any benefits or safety net or any guidance or leadership from someone above me, that was big. Not having a a boss or a manager to help support me when I don't know what to do. So knowing that was going to be all me and trusting myself to do that was definitely a big leap of faith, but I've definitely found my support and people to help me with those big decisions um, along the way. And Cassie and I have been close since the program at FSU. She was definitely a little inspiration to me and telling me that I should do it and supporting me and kind of walking me through some things that maybe I hadn't already done. And when I did launch, it was absolutely scary. I am not good with numbers. And let me tell you, accounting is not easy. (laughs) No, no. So um, I've had to learn a lot of new skills that push me out of my comfort zone for sure. And handling all of that 
was not easy to begin with. I mean, it's still not easy at the end of the month, each month, I'm still learning new things, how to get better, how to grow the company in a better way to support everybody. But at the end of the day, uh, as scary as it is, in the very few months that uh, have gone by, you remain quite happy and, and pretty successful already. I mean, we've talked a lot about mental health over the last couple of years. Your decision was a happy decision at the end, wasn't it? Yes, absolutely. For me, it was such a great decision to do this and to work like this. All I really wanted was to set myself up to have a lifestyle where I could support my husband and my friends and be there for them when they need me. Um, That's the biggest part at the end of the day is being there for somebody and being their rock. And it's not always all about work. I love my work. I love what we do. And it's supported our lifestyle for sure. But again, like there's always other priorities in people's lives. And it even started with one of my biggest priorities was I wanted to give back to students. And that's why I started hiring interns from the FSU program and working with them because I didn't have that really opportunity to have paid internships, especially. So yeah, it was really scary, but it's definitely been a great payoff in I love doing what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Even just mentioning being able to be there for friends and family and loved ones. I feel that in conversations about more traditional jobs or at larger companies, that's not even a part of the conversation. There's that piece. And then there's also just having the ability to be there for yourself when you need some space and a break. And when, when I have days that I'm, I'm not feeling hundred percent, I've learned, which it was a learning curve to give myself some time and some grace in saying, you know what, like, this is the main thing I need to get done today. I'm going to check this one thing off of my list and I'm going to give myself a break and not work for the rest of the afternoon. My clients are are really happy. My team is is chugging along. Like I am so grateful to have the ability to do that. And I wouldn't have had that ability. They'd probably, if I did skip out on working on a remote job, there'd probably be a lot of guilt involved and probably some negative repercussions. But yeah, it's been a really happy decision. And just getting to relate to and talk with people like Victoria and to have the camaraderie with other business owners has been really empowering just for my own self and building my character. So both great answers. Um, I know we kind of already touched on this already, but who would you say your support system was while developing it and is currently right now as you guys continue to grow? I think two of these people in this call or in this podcast were really, really big just forces for support for me again like just just having people that you respect and you trust telling you that you can do it and knowing that they're being honest meant so much to me and also just helping not only with the supportive aspect but Dr. Merle and Victoria were there when I had so many questions so many decisions to make Dr. Merle was guiding me throughout the first iteration of my brand and my company name, which has since evolved, but, um, and Victoria is always there to support as I'm dealing with new things all the time. Yeah. So those two are are super big and 
Yeah, just my family and, and my clients too. It's really awesome because I, I work with people who I care about and also think are genuinely good people. So when I hear from them, like, Cassie, you're doing a great job. Like, this is actually taking a lot off my plate. Like, I feel a lot better about my own work balance. I, I feel like I'm able to focus on my own employees and my company because you're really taking care of marketing for us. That's also big encouragement and support for me to, to keep going and to want to extend that type of relationship to new clients too. Yeah. And I'll build on the client. That's for sure been one of my biggest supporters is my clients and especially one of them, the founder of a client called Higher Ground. Her name is Chloe Goodry reed She has been in business for a very long time now. And she, I look up to her because she has so much experience with it. She kind of knows everything and she's really pushed me out of my comfort zone to do even more. So right now, what Carlton Creative is in the process of doing is becoming a woman-owned certified business, which is a business certificate that you can get. Um, And it's really going to open up a lot of doors for us as far as grants go, more client opportunities um, with the certification. And Higher Ground has actually offered to pay for the certification for us, which was an incredible thing that they're doing for us and have pushed us to just grow and do better. And I couldn't be happier with how the clients do support us. You both talked about um, getting out of your comfort zone and being comfortable in that uncomfortable position. What's interesting is you really have a similar profile in the sense that both of you graduated from our school. Yes. Both of you with a master's degree. Okay. Advertising and also studying abroad in Italy. So to which extent do you think your adventure academically Mm -hmm. has also shaped your decision and your behavior in instance? I love what you're saying. And I was actually having a conversation with a former student who is on my staff, um, Jamie Freyas, and we were talking about your course, Dr. Merle, and doing presentations in your course. And I was telling her, I didn't like doing that in college. I didn't like really talking to people. I didn't want to be the star in any way, or um, I was uncomfortable in that position. And so growing from your class really taught me how to be more comfortable with the new things that I'm doing, mainly talking to people constantly all the time. I'll be on calls from anywhere from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., which will be 17 different calls, and I have a 30-minute lunch. Um, And before I would tell you, I'd did not want to do that. I had no interest in doing that, but now I'm really comfortable with it. I truly care about talking with everybody. Um, I'm not nervous about it anymore. I definitely had some nerves back then, which I'm sure Dr. Merle can attest to. And especially studying abroad, the impact that that had on me was tremendous. Um, I would say there's no other single experience that changed my trajectory or path in life right now. That opened my eyes to so much that I had no idea was a possibility or out there, or I just didn't understand. Maybe I thought my world was much smaller than what it really is. And that expanded horizons for me in a way that I'm so grateful for. And if I could do it all over again, I would. If they had an alumni program, I would go take more courses with Dr. Merle um, and anyone else at the FSU Florence Study Center in communication. And of course, even if you did like a project certificate with FSU Com, I would come do that too. So I had a really tremendous experience with FSU. I completely loved it. Yeah, it's 
a lot of the same sentiments for me. I think the reason why things feel uncomfortable is because it's either new to me or it's just not the norm in our for people in our stage of life with our similar kind of educational paths. The norm is to be at sitting at a desk at hopefully a large flashy office working for probably pay that you're not happy with and climbing up a ladder while working hours that make you feel exhausted. Like that's the norm that I I felt, but going outside of our bubble in Florida and the people with the people that I was around to study in Florence for a summer, I, like Victoria, just, it opened my eyes to see that all of that, like it's, it's nothing and it doesn't have to be my reality. There are so many people here that they're happy. They're having an awesome life. They're strolling into work at 10:30 AM with their coffee and their pastry in their hand. And they're getting things done all fine and well. And there are people that just get to travel around and, and do, do things that make them happy rather than you know, having their life centered around a job or work. So yeah, just seeing that and being a part of it for a few weeks even empowered me to not feel like I had to do what everyone else was doing, that I could do something that felt right to me. So overall, would you say that your message is that you you need to seek happiness independently of what you perceive the norms to be. And then you have, you have the power as early as you want in your career to really shape what you want to do. I mean, there is almost this stereotype that your generation may not want to work, but you just want to work differently. I think that people in our generation want to work really hard and take a lot of pride in what they do. Um, at least that's what I've seen from my peers at FSU. I've seen nothing but hard workers that want to produce something great. I, I totally agree that prioritizing a structure and a, a place to live and a job that makes you happy, it can be the number one thing in your mind. It doesn't have to be these kind of more superficial aspects that we seem to judge success on. But I will say for me, and, and I also want to caveat, if, if what makes you happy is, is having structure and, and being at an office and having that team around you, like, I also, I also miss that too. Like there, there are aspects that I think are really great about having a, a more traditional structure in that way. But if you do choose to do something a bit more independent or different unconventional yeah just unconventional it took a lot of unlearning those standards for success or what a productive day looks like and there was a good several month long period of time where I wasn't even able to feel happy or like enjoy the freedom that I had even though I knew I wanted it because I still was measuring myself based on these other standards for what a good day looks like, what a productive week looks like, as if I was sitting at an office job, but that's not my reality. So 
if you do want to do something untraditional, just being critical of how you're thinking about yourself and your success will allow you to actually find the happiness that you're trying to build for yourself. Absolutely. And I think changing your perspective, um, a lot of people, even I, this is exactly what I thought when I was in college was I'm going to graduate, get my degree, and I'm going to get a job like immediately. That's the number one priority. Just find a job now that I'm brand new out of college with my master's degree. But I didn't fit that mold. And so it was really breaking out of that mold and saying, okay, what's going to work for the lifestyle that I have set up right now? Like I mentioned earlier, I travel a lot we probably travel to a different city at least every other week right now. And so I knew that it wasn't going to work to have an office job for me. And as well as I could just find one and get a job at the end of the day, I would have been really unhappy with that. And that was hard for me to face that at first. I was like, I just want to be successful. I know I can do great work for somebody, but then I thought, is that going to fulfill me? And the answer was no. So that's when I started freelancing and trying to find other things that um, maybe weren't the traditional path. I also feel it's important that you actually like recognized that you don't fit that mold or like you want to put your happiness above it. Because I personally see, because most of my friends just entered um, their first job, just graduated, and they're kind of recognizing, oh, like I'm working from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., but I'm not happy, but they're too scared to break away from it just because that's just what we've known. So mm-hmm. great. Yes. Advice. And I would say for all those people do not be scared to leave. This is the best time in your life to try things and leave. You don't want to stay at that company or that job for maybe 10 years. And then you're miserable by the end of it. And you have a lot of pent up anger and maybe just quit one day. It'd be way harder to start over than, Hey, I tried this for six to 12 months. It's just not working. Let's pivot to something new. And I think that's totally fine. And Dr. Mo, you might say that's a stereotype of our generation, but I think it's because we're not willing to settle and you shouldn't be willing to settle. You should do something that's fulfilling and something that you love that works for your particular life. Everyone has different situations. If it doesn't work, that's fine. Let's go to the next thing and see if you can find the right fit for yourself. Totally agree. I think, you know, there is uh, a lot of people who play with the words, whether you live to work or you work to live Mm -hmm. and a lot of cultural comparison between what is potentially a more American style and European style. And obviously both of you experienced that in in Italy where you, as you pointed out, Cassie, that people stroll to work a bit later and um, potentially with a, a different level of happiness. And so that not settling or freelancing or taking control really illustrates that desire that, yeah, you, you have a different set of values at that moment and, and we should be okay with that. Totally agree. Definitely. So even though that whole past segment was absolutely great advice, um, we do have the one question or the one piece of advice. If you could just say one thing, what would you give to somebody wanting to start their own agency? Something that I needed to keep telling myself and I I needed other people to kind of keep reassuring me of is to just trust yourself. There are so many, so many decisions to be made constantly. And if you're someone that doesn't like to make decisions, I would say this may not be the path for you because there's, there's so many things that, that feel so pivotal 
Like, what is my business, literal business name going to be? Like, that's a, that's something big to decide. What is my logo going to look like? How am I going to file my business um, as far as taxes go? Who is going to be my first hire? Should I work with this client? Is it, is it the right fit for my agency? Um, there are just so many decisions to be made constantly and something that um, I think is a big thing to keep in mind is just really to trust your experience, your instinct and your gut. Barbie Morrow, the, the CEO of Red Eye Coffee in Tallahassee reinforced to me that especially within women, there is just an intuition that we feel. And I think as much as women business owners can tap into that and embrace it and respect that intuition, you 100% should that. And when those decisions become overwhelming to lean on your support system, whenever you feel you need it, don't be afraid to lean on them for whatever you need. Absolutely. And I think what you're getting at and what I was thinking about was confidence. So a little bit earlier, I mentioned about my time at FSU. I definitely did not have the confidence that I have today. Um, and that was really built by Dr. Merle trying to tell me like, Hey, I'm not going to make the decision for you. You can make the decision, you know, the right one, you're going to pick the right one. So building that up before I'd be like, I don't know if this is right or wrong, or am I doing the right thing? And now I'm like, yes, I know. I know exactly what we're doing. I know the path that we should be on. Um, in just being confident in yourself in those decisions, don't second guess yourself, right? You can be your, uh, the world's biggest critic to yourself always. And so I try to get rid of a lot of self-doubt. And when I am having a hard day like that, just like Cassie said, relying on other people and talking with them. And I also like to get a lot of opinions. So not just any one person, definitely talking to a lot of different people in my support system. Usually they all agree, <laughs> which is a great thing about them. But Number one is just being confident in yourself in those decisions and don't let anyone feel like you're not making the right decision or you're lesser than just because you're younger and you might not know, but that's not the case. So two questions for me that uh, hopefully you'll entertain. First is if you had to speak to yourself now as to when you were, so give yourself the advice to the one you were a year ago what would you say? And then for you, Cassandra, what advice would you give Victoria? And then Victoria, what advice would you give Cassandra? So speak to your old self uh, from a year ago. What advice would you give yourself? And then what would you uh, give each other's advice today? I think I had a little bit too much tied to my work and caring a little bit too deeply about other people's opinions maybe of what I was doing or within my family. My family is a bunch of lawyers and doctors and thinking like I'm less than them because of my job is non-traditional um, and always comparing myself in that way. But I would tell myself, don't do that. It's absolutely not like that. And just don't be so hard on yourself. It's not worth it at the end of the day. And you're not helping yourself grow when you have those negative thoughts like that. Yeah. And I'm thinking about my advice for you, Cassie, but 
I don't know yet. <laughs> I also don't know what, what my advice for you will be. We'll see. But um, yeah, a year ago, I was working on building the first iteration of my business. BM Bloom had a completely different name, had a completely different brand identity, um, a whole different structure to the way I was planning to do business. And at that time, every decision felt, again, every decision felt like it was the weight of the world was on me. And once this was it, this was it. And I talked a lot about, you know, trusting yourself in the decisions that you make. But I think I would tell myself a year ago, even if you make this decision now, it's not set in stone. You have the power to change whatever you feel needs to be changed in your business and to pivot to what feels right in a different moment. And when I acknowledged that a few months later, instead of just sticking with pride to the original decisions that I'd made, I changed my business's name with the state of Florida and filed a correction amendment to our documentation. I hired a a branding designer that actually knew what they were doing I think just allowing myself space to know that things can change too um, and that that's okay would have been really helpful for me a year ago. I, I feel like I feel like I have a, a quote unquote piece of advice for Victoria and that's literally to just keep being the amazing person that you are. Like I, your company is growing so quickly and I hope I know that you have the awareness and the experience to know this but just reinforcing like to not let anything get to you or get to your your peace and your brightness from within like it can be so stressful when you have so many clients to deal with and and new team members coming on all the time and I just I know that you will but I just keep being the awesome person that you are no matter how big Carlton Creative gets and how stressful it gets. I hope that you are always smiling you. Thank you, Cassie. I'm I'm trying to be my authentic self as often as possible, if not 100% of the time. I don't have any specific advice for you, Cassie, but I was just thinking about this um, when I was reflecting on what you're saying is all about perspective. And I have a point of doing this. I'm trying to change my thoughts, but I'll say this is better or worse. And a lot of times it's not that something is better or worse. It's more so it's different. And you didn't think about that. It could be different and still successful in that way or working in that way. That really came to me in studying abroad, of course, with the FSU Florence program. But that's something that stuck with me over time is get out of the habit of saying like, yes, no, better, worse, and start saying, okay, that's different. And let's see why that's different. How does that work? How is that successful in its own right? That's been a huge impact on me. I like that. Thank you. I have one last question for you guys. I was just thinking about this when you guys were talking, but what is one goal that you both hope to achieve with your companies by the end of the year? I could definitely goal set more. That's one thing about me. (laughs) I want to spend more time setting tangible goals. I think a couple of things by the end of the year that I hope to accomplish is I really want to get my first client within Tallahassee. All of my clients are 
all over the place in Florida or, or other states, but I really want to build a relationship with a client in our local community because it's there's so many com- awesome companies here. So I hope that I can start kind of a more in-person client relationship in my area. And I do also hope to have kind of a right-hand woman or man on my team that I can start to trust with more high-level tasks. Right now I have I have two wonderful interns and I hope that they can grow or I can find someone new that can really kind of tackle some big big challenges or be more visionary with me. That's an awesome goal, Cassie. Um, I will support you in that, whatever I can do. Absolutely. And if I hear any leads in Tallahassee, I'll send them your way. Um, (laughs) One of my biggest goals for the company this year, hopefully it happens in 2022. I really want to find a space to bring everybody together on our team. Our clients are based in Atlanta, Georgia. Like I said, the snowball effect and the snowball effect uh, stayed in that area. So I really want to find a way to bring everybody on the team together. I just got back from a work trip with two of my colleagues, but we're definitely missing two others. So I want to find a way to meet in person. And for some people, they've never been met before. Everybody on my team, I've maybe met them once or twice in person. And when we happen to be in the same city at the same time, or even within a couple hours of each other, I try to find a way that we can have lunch together or do go do a working session But if by the end of the year, we could do some sort of trip, a productive trip with work in person, that would be phenomenal. I saw this really funny reel on Instagram the other day um, for Scott's cheap flights and they all got together their remote team and they're taking pictures of the back of people's heads and said, I've never seen the back of your head before, (laughs) which I thought was hilarious. And it's so true. Like you don't see the back of somebody. So yeah, just getting it together in person and connecting is one of the best things you can connect on zoom for sure. But I don't know, there's something special about being in person. And for me, it's always like, wow, I didn't know you were so tall or wow. I didn't know you're so short. And people usually uh, give that to me too. I'm five, seven. And usually people think I'm five, two. <laughs> when they see me in person, they think I'm a giant. <laughs> Suspect your reunion, uh, your meeting would take place in Florence, Italy, wouldn't it? <laughs> Hey, if I can work on the pricing structure and make a little more money, I would love for it to happen in Florence. Everyone keeps asking me if we can do Thanksgiving in Florence, which I would love to do that, but we maybe need some sponsors. (laughs) Um, And I know we're going to wrap things up soon, but I just want to say if anyone from FSU would like an opportunity for an internship, please connect with me on LinkedIn or email me. I'm sure my information will be in the show notes afterwards, but we have internships every single summer. I mean, every single semester at this point, we've hired over 25 different interns over the past two and a half years, which is crazy to think either a, they'll be placed with Carlton creative or our clients are looking for interns to work for them in person or work as a part of our remote team. So there's a lot of opportunities and I would love to meet you and connect with you and Even if you don't want an internship and just want to chat with me for 15 to 20 minutes, I would love to do that. Same for me. I would love to stay connected with FSU students. Um, Victoria and Carlton Creative Company's internship programs are so wonderful and you have so many awesome opportunities. I'm hoping to also have another member of the team come on maybe in the fall. So I'll be kind of posting about that, hopefully closer to that time. But yeah, I would love to also stay connected and 
encourage you to connect with the Carlton Creative Company too. Yeah, definitely. And if you guys ever just like need help with anything or want us to help promote um, any internships or part-time jobs you guys do have, just connect with me or Dr. Merle. We can promote it on either FSU Conversation or FSU Communication, anything to help with you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Well, thank you both, Cassie and Victoria, for taking the time to meet with us today. This has really been a great conversation. But all right, everyone, this segment is going to come to a close. As always, make sure you follow FSU Conversation on Instagram for more information about future podcast segments and everything else in the School of Communication. So until next time, from all of us here at FSU, be sure to keep the conversation rolling.